Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's time to rejoin the undisputed best sports talk show in Houston. It's clearly John and Lance. Except no substitutes. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Coach Dana Holgerson is brought to you by HRP, Damaris Barbecue, and by Chastank Ford. All people who support the program, and hopefully you're going to support the program as well. Thursday night, going to be a beautiful night for football, TDECU Stadium. West Virginia is coming in, his former team. And uh, so it's going to be a special night, not only for Coach Holgerson, but, but got to get that first uh, Big 12 win. Coach, welcome in. How are you? Hey, doing well. How are you guys doing today? Good. So your thoughts about facing West Virginia? Well, it's uh, it's another uh, it's another uh, you know Big Twelve football matchup. <laughs> you know, I mean that's kind of how I got to look at it. Uh, we, we've uh, we've had about ten days to prepare. Um, you know, I do appreciate the Big Twelve and and how they they do their not not all of them, but if you have a Thursday night game, they kind of sandwich your Thursday night game and in, in with a bye week, so you get ten days on the front end and. You know, eight, uh, it's uh, seven days on the back end, uh, so to speak. So, you know, it's kind of a bye week. We've had a little bit of extra time to be able to, um, you know, take a look at where we're at and, and, and then get out on the road and recruit as well for, for two, three days. So, um, looking forward to a, a, a good game. Um, you know, I know I, I'm getting the questions all the time. I mean, you know, what's it mean to me and all that stuff? I mean, I've certainly appreciated my time at, at West Virginia. Um, Met so many good people. I mean, that's a great fan base, and they coming. I mean, they they coming. So uh, they got some momentum right now too. They're four and one. They've won a couple of close games, and and uh, I would imagine that Mountaineer Nation is headed to Houston here in a couple of days. Yeah, um, you offered up. Tell us, talk about a little bit about Dale Wolfley, and um, yeah, he was there, and um, you guys are going to honor him on uh, on on Thursday. Yeah, he uh, he unfortunately passed away of a heart attack a couple of days ago, a couple of nights ago, three or four nights ago, and you know he was a great Mountaineer. Nobody represented that program more than more than he did. Um, you know his whole family's uh, you know pretty uh, pretty powerful in the in the in the media. Um, you know he's just just a great guy. I coached I coached two of his kids. You know another one of the youngest the youngest Wolfley. Uh, went to school with Logan, you know, and grew up with Logan and all that. He was on our staff. He ran the varsity club. Uh, just a true mountaineer, you know, and unfortunately he passed away the other night. So, um, you know, just condolences to the Wolfley family and, and to all of Mountaineer Nation. Yeah, that's, that's, that's sad. 56 years old, way too young to have a heart attack and die. Um, how do you? How are you going to say stop C.J. Donaldson? Because the run, you know, the run game has obviously been a problem. It was a problem against Texas Tech. What's different this week? Yeah, it was. Uh, we we got to tighten some things up when it comes to that. Obviously, Texas Tech had two hundred yard rushers. They came into that game. You can see when they played when Texas Tech played West Virginia. They the second half, I think Joey got in them a little bit. Coach McGuire got in the play caller and. A little bit, and they started handing the ball off more, and they 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 played better in the second half against against West Virginia in the run game. Well, they they handed that thing off against us. They had two hundred yard rushers, and 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 you know we didn't do a very good job of, of stopping that. I think I think about sixty percent of their yards came after contact, which means missed tackles, right? So 
Yeah, you know, tackling's been a hot topic of discussion around here for for about ten days, <laughs> and uh, uh, we got to get him on the ground. He's a big kid now. He's you know six two, two two thirty, two forty pounds, and and uh, I think they recruited him as a tight end a couple years ago, and he came in. They moved him running back, and you know the the quarterback uh, Green is is very instrumental in their run game as well. So a lot of eleven personnel, twelve personnel, and they're going to hand that thing off as many as as many times as they possibly can. So getting the ball on the ground is, is what we've been talking about, and that's going to be critical Thursday night. Yeah, and it could keep your defense on the field for quite some time. Do you think about that when it comes to uh, what you're doing offensively to, to kind of balance the scales and allow your, especially if the team's having some success moving it with longer, you know, longer drives on the ground, does that change how you call plays to try to help your defense out, or does that not really play, play into it? No, uh, John, it really doesn't. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Lance. Uh, it really doesn't. They, uh, you know, in that tech game, we possessed the ball 36 minutes. Um, you know, one thing that uh, that West Virginia does is, is they're they're going to try to they're going to try to hang on to it now. I mean, they're top five in time, time of possession. Uh, a couple of years ago, we were top five in time of possession. Uh, it just depends on the flow of the drive. You know, I mean, we all love explosive plays, and that's. You know something that 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 everybody wants to try to to, to get uh, periodically, but you know we're always going to do you know what we can to be able to do that and keep the defense off the field. Our first drive last week, uh, we possessed that thing seven minutes and went down the field and scored, and and uh, that's something that we're always trying to do. You know, I mean, this, this game is no different than the rest of them. That's we're going to mix tempos and. Try to possess it and get first downs, moves the chains, and 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 then hope for explosive plays as well. What kind of is there any any changes we can look forward to this week? Personnel, uh, anything different coaching wise? What is there anything anything changing? Well, uh, not not really. Um, you know, Coach Bell's going to come down to the sidelines. Uh, hopefully, he can light a fire in these guys. To, to, you know, you know. Uh, get the ball on the ground a little bit more than we did last week uh, defensively. Um, you know, other than that, I mean, our, our teams are team. You know, it, it's it's tough to really change too many things. Uh, you know, midseason, we're always looking for, for for you know battles and positional battles to try to get specific people on the field that are ready to play and and all that. But uh, at the end of the day, it's about lining your people up and putting them in the best position to be successful and and then and then cutting them loose and letting them play. How have your practices been? Uh, pretty good. You know, we went hard last Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, you know, you know, got the game over with on Monday and then went hard on Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, Friday was all recruiting. And then our game week started on Saturday. So Saturday morning we were in here with a, with what we call a Monday morning practice. So we'll have a full week. Uh, you know, today's a, in our world a Thursday. Um yeah, which you know, fortunately, it's a it's a Tuesday in the real world, and I got a radio show tonight and all that. But uh, then we'll go to the hotel tomorrow night, treat it like a Friday, and then play, and then play Thursday night, which is which is which is uh, which is a Saturday in our world. Yep, I, I thought Donovan played great in the, in the first half. I thought he, he played really well. Kind of, kind of, uh, it kind of shut down a little bit in the second half. Um, and and you know, the last couple of games have been tough. Uh, late in late in, later in the games, but that is there any correlate? Is that just uh, power five football? 
Yeah, it, it is. Uh, if you look at our three uh, non-conference games, I mean, there wasn't there wasn't a lull uh, in the in the second half. Um, you know, obviously played really good against Rice. Just came up a little bit short in the second half. First half's a different story, but uh, finished the game um, against uh, UTSA. Uh, the right way, and then against uh, Sam Houston, we put them away uh, pretty quickly in the third quarter. So uh, you look at TCU and you look at at, at uh, Texas Tech, and it's a different story. Got wore out in the second half. You know, it's just it's just reality. You know, and so there's been a lot of four quarter talk around here. Why is that? I don't know. Um, you know, is it personnel? Ah, no, it's not really personnel. Maybe maybe second team personnel, like what the backups look like when they, when they go in there. Uh, but, um, it, it's something that we've discussed for the last, you know, week and a half. Um, you know, I've been happy with how we started. Should have scored more touchdowns against, uh, TCU in the first half, which we didn't, but I felt like we fixed that against, uh, against Texas Tech and really moved the ball and put the ball in the end zone. Had a really good first half. As good as, as good as we could play in the first half. If you go, got to fix some special team stuff and then you got there second half. You know, offense did move the ball in the third quarter. You know, we, we just we missed a we missed a third and seven. Had to punt, got a penalty. They scored a couple of plays later, down fourteen. Uh, moved the ball again, and then came up short on on third and two and fourth and one. And then basically, you're looking at the at the fourth quarter, which which the game was over. So, um, uh, yeah, it's been something we've been talking about, and it's going to be a four quarter game. West Virginia slows the game down. They shorten the game and. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how our kids respond to it Thursday night. It's going to be a blackout at TDECU Stadium. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can you, uh, you know, you mentioned this about the fourth quarter, and I know that in other sports they will, uh, you know, you're in a completely different sport, but there's, you know, basketball, sometimes you see it in soccer where they talk about a fitness level or getting their conditioning up to a certain level. Is there anything, like, do you guys do anything, or is it normal in football in the middle of a season to do anything to to improve uh, or to try to bolster, you know, the 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 cardio and 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 things like that, so that you know, is that ever worked on to try to extend the the fitness level of a team? No, I don't. I don't think you. It's all about maintaining where you're at. Um, you know, these 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 kids work so hard in the off season. The amount of strength and conditioning that's on their plate from January to September is, is is unfathomable for a lot of people. I can promise you that. So once you get into the football season aspect of it, I mean, we get 20 hours a week with these guys, and that that's that's including a four hour game. You know, so I mean, you really can't do all the extra stuff. So you you you, you try to limit what you have to do from a physicality standpoint and from a condition strength and conditioning standpoint to the point to where you're you're doing all football. You know, and so it's just about maintaining uh, where their conditioning is. And, you know, part of that is practice with how we practice. I mean, we go out there for an hour and a half and we got or uh, hour and 45 minutes on on Tuesday and, and Wednesday and an hour and a half on Monday and Thursday. We got GPSs on them. We, we know how many steps they're taking. We know how much they're running. We know how fast they're running and what they're they're their workload is, um, that's enough conditioning to get them ready to play on Saturday. Uh, as big as Donovan is, have you guys got the, the push tush in the, in the, uh, in the push, tush, push, yeah. Push, tush, tush, push. I mean, is that still, is that still legal? I've been hearing that they're trying to 
they're, taken out of the game. Well, they're, everybody's they're, doing it. Yeah, everybody's doing it. And as big and strong as he is, uh, is that going to be part of the arsenal? Nobody's better at it than Jalen Hurts. Nobody. He invented it. Yeah, he, nobody's we've better. Done it, we've done it periodically over the course of the last few years. If you go back, like, we did it, like, Poon did it, uh, and two years ago when we played Tech is the opening game at, at uh, NRG Stadium. Uh, we did that. We did the push-push four times in the first half. So it's it's been a part of, of, of what we've done. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a part of what we do moving forward. Yeah. Well, Matt Leinard invented it, and then Jalen Hurts perfected it. Remember that that Notre Dame. They might have something game. to do with that guy in front of him. Yeah, the yeah, no, no. right, right. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, you good. need a you need a center that's very powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack's the Jack's the fifth year senior and 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 is really good at it. So you know, the, if the situation calls, then we're we'll be more than happy to uh, do the push push. And you're all health. You're you're all good health wise, right? Yeah, we are. For, we are for the most part. Um, you know, we lost a receiver yesterday, uh, C.J. Nelson, uh, who he played in two games earlier in the year. Um, had a groin set out for a month. Came back, was practicing at a very high level, and unfortunately broke his leg yesterday. He's having surgery this morning at at uh, Memorial Hermann. So, you know, thoughts and thoughts and prayers are out to him and his family. It's unfortunate, boy. That kid. He just wanted to play, man. You know, I went up to him and you know, you know, grabbed his hand, and you could tell his leg was broke. And um, he's like, "I'm sorry, coach. I'm sorry, coach. I just want to play. I just want to play." You know, and so need need more guys like C.J. Nelson that just want to play. You know, but uh, unfortunately, injuries are a part of the game. He had to get this year back and have three more years to play. Dana Holgerson brought to you by HRP Demers Barbecue. And Chastain Ford right here every week on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. His coach's show tonight, Little Woodrow's in Edo. Get on out there after the Astros game. Who you got today, Astros or Twins? The Astros, got, they need a road win, man. This is pivotal game three. Pivotal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's Dana Olgerson with us every week right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Uh, 713, go Cougs. Buy your tickets. $66. You get this game, Cincinnati and Oklahoma State for $66 and wear black on Thursday night. Going to be big, Coach. Best of luck against your former team. Let's go, Cougs. Yeah, I appreciate it. Go, Cougs. All right, there's Dan Holgerson right here on ESPN.